Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me is JD after a big, big day on Sunday. How are you, mate? Excellent, mate. Lots of racing over the weekend. Once again, we had some Formula One action and, uh, of course, the big one. And the, Yeah, the big one, the yeah. Super 2 race. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. the 250k Super 2 race no, for no points. For no points, <laughs> which they wondered why they didn't get many entries. <laughs> Figures. No, the Bathurst 1000, which was taken out by Davey Reynolds and um, Yulden. Yeah, what a crazy... You couldn't have predicted that coming into this round. They've had... a. Uh, they've been building momentum all year. I, I've got to give them that. But, yeah, it was an excellent effort from a small team. And, um, mm. well, Yulden, that's not probably not one of the, the highest-rated co-drivers. Nothing against Yulden. He, he obviously did a great job over the weekend and uh, had a straight car for Davey to drive. And uh, when Davey got back in, and he, he attacked and, yeah, did the job. But, yeah, it was, it was a fantastic Sunday. But we're going to do a thing a little different this week. We're going to start with a Formula 1. That way we can talk about Formula One and then we, because we can talk about Bathurst forever and if we do that, the podcast is going to be so long. So we'll talk about Formula One, we'll get all that through and then we know we got to sort of, we'll, we'll talk Bathurst and we can sort of have a time to wrap it up. All right, well, let's crack on. Crack on to Formula One. Formula One. Um, very Practice wet. was very wet. I've seen um, some very dramatic footage. Yes, you just showed um, me a, a great video. That is. I will link it in the show notes and I'll, I might paste video. it to it. Closer to our Facebook or something, but yeah, a very dramatic um, video taken from pit lane. The recorder action in that video is it's probably great, isn't it? next level. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll leave that there. We won't talk too much about that. Um, you have to watch it to find out what we're on about. But it's essentially not too much happened in practice. We had a bit of uh, wet running, and it was a little bit too wet in P two to even go out for most of the session. They had the safety car out. Uh, a few rivers and stuff across the track. Obviously, they want to make sure it's safe for them to go out. Mm -hmm. Being Japan gets obviously a lot of rain and Last what happened. Year there was a like few a typhoon ago. or a hurricane or whatever they're called over there up there. Um, Postpone the race. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty renowned the Suzuka round for getting rained out pretty hard. And um, well, obviously, there was the, the tragic events of a few years ago mm -hmm. um, with Jules. But you know, it's something that's come to be expected there. Um, it tend to be not so bad for the rest of the weekend, which was good. Uh, interesting start to the race. Um, I actually thought taking away something from the, the start of the race, yep. uh, watching the post-race interviews, I don't know if you've seen them with Daniel and, and Max. And um, Daniel, basically, they go off the line fairly, fairly um, similar. Yep. Daniel squeezed Max over. And then he said, oh, I couldn't actually see Max. He said, these new cars, they're wider and stuff. It's very hard to see out of them. He's like, I didn't actually know where Max was. I knew he was inside me, but I didn't know where. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I, I, I thought I squeezed him sort of enough without without having a problem. Yeah, yeah. And Max is going, no, nope, you should have been more aggressive. I, ah. I still had two foot of room on my inside. You could have pushed me further over. That, Teammates. Like that's, that's teammate width. <laughs> well... It was actually quite interesting because uh, obviously Max is on a bit of a roll. You know, he's had two second place podium. Well, he had a win and sorry and a second here. Yep. Um. So he's he's pumped. His tires are pumped back up and everything, and he's he's pretty happy. But it was interesting seeing those two head to head in the interview. They were they were quite happy again, which was really good. Yeah. Well, they seem to be like they're gelled again. It's a big happy family at Red Bull now. Um, yeah. Yeah. They put their problems behind them, I think, and um. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. That was... like, it's not surprising that Max told Ricardo to be more aggressive at the start. Well, I think 
Max is definitely very, very aggressive. Ricardo, I think, is a bit more measured in his approach. Um, not to take anything away from Ricardo, sometimes that, that doesn't give you the result, but mm-hmm. you finish the race. Yeah. Um, so th- there's there's pros and and cons to it. Um, but yeah, that that was that was an interesting thing to take away from the start. Ricardo managed to lose a few positions off the start. Um, once they went through that first corner, Ocon and um. Bottas, he was sort of having a bit of battle with those three. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he got stuck behind the the Force India for a few laps, which yeah, pretty much that. cost him the race. Mm. It was um, he did he recovered well. He got a lot of pace back in towards the end. So we oh yeah, we quickly cover. We're not doing anything with qualifying because not that much from it. And I didn't watch it because I had the shootout. Yeah, I watched. So me and Michael split um, duties. Duties. Yeah, I watched the Formula One qualifying. Uh, relatively uninteresting other than it was Hamilton's first ever pole at Suzuka, which was he's, a pretty big effort. He's on poles now, isn't it? It's yeah. like, yeah. he went on to equal the record, break the record, and I don't think he has not got pole yet. Since. Yeah, he's, he's um, I can't remember how many poles it was from the weekend, but um, he's up to now, but it was a pretty stellar effort from him, to be honest. We were thinking going into this round, sorry to be all over the place like we normally are, but um, going into this round, we thought the Rebel um, team would be a lot closer to the front yep. after their, their good effort in Malaysia. So where did they qualify? They qualified fifth and sixth, I think. No, fourth, fourth and, and fifth. fifth. Um, basically, they found from this weekend, so they thought because it's such a high downforce track that it would be... Uh, suit their car a bit. They were but like what one, sorry, they were one full second down on Hamilton. Yeah, so what they found is they were losing so much on the straights because the tr- they've got so much downforce now that so many of the corners are actually full throttle. Yeah, yeah. And you can use all the power you've got. Now, they're down on power, so that made the straights as essentially longer because the, you know, the bends going into the yeah, straights yeah. were also a bit of the straight. So they were, they were, they, I think it was one of the tr- um, straights was eight tenths down. In oh, one right. straight. So that really sort of cost them in qualifying. Well, they went with two different setups. Yeah, you were saying Max and Ricardo had completely different setup. On yeah, the so, so uh, Max went with a high downforce car still. And with Ricardo's car, they they tuned it to try and get a bit more top end out of it so he wasn't losing so much down the straights, um, which obviously cost a bit in the corners. They qualified literally... Like Daniel finally um, out qualified Max. Yeah, but again. not by much. Yeah, not and it's, by much. They've continued their um, their close qualifying. I, I think it was sort of five hundredths or something of a second. It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't much between the two, um, but obviously showed the ultimate speed out of the car was still very similar. Didn't, yeah, you know, yeah, they pulled like the it's coming down downforce to or the yeah, and it was very very similar. So it, it didn't really matter in the race. It, I don't know if one suited the other with Maybe Daniel getting held back. Or, but they Red Bull seem to have a really good race car now, one of the best. Um, they were interviewing I think Hamilton, and I think he basically said was Red Bull the better best race car at the moment. And I think he said basically yes. Mm. I watched a pre-race interview with Hamilton, and he said. Oh, sorry, it's after qualifying, post-qualifying interview. And he um, basically said that, you know, they had the best qualifying car, but once they turn their engine modes down, yeah, the, the Red, Red Bulls, Bulls will come at them. There. Um, Ferrari don't have a very good car at the moment, do they? Well, it's an excellent car if you want to 
put it on display. Yeah, it's a very pretty car. Yep. Um, not very good for finishing races at the moment. So this is the second race in a row that Ferraris have had their engine covers off on the grid. Yeah. Um, they ended up... So, uh, Vettel... Sorry, I was about to say Verstappen. Vettel, uh, maybe it's a premonition for a couple of years from now mm. for Ferrari. Um, Vettel basically had an engine failure... Oh, not failure. I don't know. Actually, they haven't released what it was, but... Uh, he had an engine problem on the grid, on the way to the grid, and they felt a misfire. They thought it was a spark plug yep. um, or a coil. Not exactly the easiest thing to change on one of these cars. It no. never. They still tried to um, play with all the wiring in case there's a loose wire somewhere or something happening. Um, they ended up sending him. Uh, he, I think, completed three laps. Yeah, but very, like, just Just dropping back. positions. Um, by the time they pulled him, I think he was in eighth or ninth. Yeah. Um, still shows you quite a good race car to be able to circulate around yeah, out there on uh, five cylinders. But well, still, they had the impressive. safety car for a good chunk of them. Yeah. So, but um, they ended up retiring that car, and it's another race that he's been out for now. That's done. He's that's his championship. Bye bye. Yeah. It's a. I guess the championship now has turned into a lead balloon, hasn't it? It's just... It's a real letdown. Dropped away. It's just... It's getting so excited for it. I was getting this big hype that we're going to have, like we said last week, this big jewel in the desert. We're going to have the, the Abu Dhabi battle that we had in 2010 or the championship that would come down in Brazil in 2012. Yeah. We're, we're not getting it anymore. And it's... I mean, we had it last year, but we still knew Nico like had to just hold off. He just didn't have to basically not screw it in the last race. To win the championship. Yeah. Look. But it's a team. Would you rather two different teams battling for the championship or the oh, two? Oh, definitely. There's less p- political bullshit attached to it, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, no one's there going, well, he's actually the number one driver in this. It's just yeah. like, no, you go hell for leather. Nothing against Nico. I, I, I quite liked Nico. And he um, was on the TV this week. I was actually going to ask you about that. How do you think he went? Good. Yeah. Give I him think a couple more couple more runs but he, yeah he was doing all right he was doing yeah good. He, he wasn't exactly 100 percent natural at it but i think he did a, a for great sure. job for sure for sure yeah for, for sure. sure yeah uh just to explain for a lot of people out there if you weren't watching the formula one we don't blame you with bathurst being on it was on at the same well, time you should have two tvs set up like we did on sunday <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so basically he got tweeted in that he should stop saying for sure because nico even in the last few years of his racing, he, when he answers something, he says, for sure we should do this tomorrow. Yeah. And for sure we did really well. And for sure, yeah, I locked a break there. And for sure Hamilton's beaten me this time or for sure I've won this time, but next time's a big thing. He uses that saying... A lot. Yeah, constantly. Like four or five times per interview. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. Um, so he's trying to get out of it. He's very honest and I like that. Yeah, yeah, because he said, I, I watched a bit uh, mid-interview, he was like, ah, oh, I really should stop saying for sure, and I've said it three times during this little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's so honest. It's a, it's really nice to watch him. Yeah. Um, and he brought a different he dynamic. so to young the... compared to all the other presenters, too. <laughs> yeah, he, he does a bit. Um, He brought, I don't know, they've got Paul DeResta there, but he brought something different to the table, I think. I don't know what it was. I but... know what you mean. Paul Dresser seemed to brought more, he does a lot more of the technical stuff. Yeah, but when they were asking um, Rosberg about engines and what how things work and how the team would do stuff, they, I don't know, it was like a 
more of an interview where Paul DeResta is very shut, I think. Like, he'll answer questions about, yes, this is what... Don't get me wrong, Paul DeResta's pretty good. I actually quite like him as a commentator mm-hmm. now because he, he, he is so technical and he can give you... An insight that you're not thinking of. Probably more for, you know, the people that are probably listening to the show's level and stuff like that. Not, um, you know, someone that's turned on the F1 for the first time. They probably don't need to know half the stuff he's talking about because it doesn't make any difference and to they them. Don't care. Yeah, they don't really give a shit, entertain me, and, and that's it. I'm here to see some cars crash. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, I've quite enjoyed Paul being there, but um, Nico, I think, with a couple more. Uh, race weekends, I think he c- could really work for him. Yeah, yeah, and it's good way to good good to see him back. And then we'll get him in another car. Well, yeah, especially because he's the reigning world champion at the moment. He is yes, the world that's champion. That's the problem. You don't get to we don't get to enjoy him being world champion. Yeah, so it's nice to see him back at the, on the calendar somewhat. Um, I don't know if he's coming back. I don't think there were and it was any announcements yet or anything like that. I think it was a bit of a surprise to be honest. Anyway, because he literally only had one night's accommodation in Japan. He flew in Saturday morning and flew out Sunday afternoon. Really? Yep. Oh, Nico couldn't book anymore. I don't know if it was just thrown together so late or... A lot of the drivers seem to... I mean, I guess he's not really as a driver, but they all seem to really like well, Japan. Maybe he left with Daniel and all that on Sunday afternoon. You never know. I saw I Daniel actually, no, Daniel's still he there, I think. There. He, yeah. I saw the video of him on the train. Oh, yeah, with the, the nice lady that helped them out. Yeah, yeah, gave him the him? shirt and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that was pretty cool. Anyway, so back to the back to the race. Okay. You know, Esteban Ocon, he's getting his real pain and being up the grid now. Because he was oh. one of the ones holding up Ricardo. Yeah, it's um, been a really, really well. Yeah, really good showing from Ocon. Um, Sergio, I think, is getting a little bit frustrated. They pulled in their first team orders. Yes, because... You will not race. Sergio wanted to pass him, but wasn't Ocon, like, second up the road or something? Uh, I'm not sure at the time, at the time, like, how the time difference was, but um, Sergio was basically pushing for to be allowed past, and they're going, no, you're not going to catch the next person up the road. No one's catching us. There's no point in having a fight now. Um, yeah. And Sergio was like, well, tell him to go faster. He's going. He's faster. becoming the pain. I know, man. This again. is what I said. He's gone. Sergio's go. becoming. You know the why? Pain oh, I know. But see, I just sorry. I just brought up the um, the driver standings. Sergio Perez is on eighty-two points, and Ocon's on sixty-five. But Ocon's only really started to perform in the last five races. I think he's done quite well. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I'm Ocon, probably wrong. Ocon's had a very high points finish rate. It's just been lower on the field. So Sergio's yeah. had a few that were shining and uh, have earned him good points. Well, this is another one that went on to Esteban Ocon's record, or I think he's going to equal Max Chilton's record of... Races finished. Races finished in yep. a rookie, like number of consecutive races finished in a um as a rookie. Yeah, he's doing a pretty good job. I definitely rate him very high now. Um, he's matured so much this year. Everyone's saying he's now like you know the future of the sport. Yeah, well, Sergio's a very very hard teammate to race against. I don't know how the Hulk handled it for so long. They didn't have a bad relationship or nor a good relationship. I don't think, but they just had a relationship. They were sort of amicable. Got the job done. Yeah, exactly. I won't say anything bad about him. He doesn't say anything bad about me. But we don't really. Yeah, go I. Out for beers later. It's, 
maybe because they've seen each other more as equals where Sergio thinks Ocon should be, I don't know, I'm not a psychologist, but it, it, I keep it's, going. well, my, uh, my view was maybe Sergio thinks this is the new kid on the block. I got to put him back He's in the box. He's only 20 or something, wasn't it? Yeah. He's not yeah. old. Yeah. So, um, and Sergio thinks he should be better than him. So he's got to nail him down. I could be completely wrong, but, um, doesn't matter. We like to guess. speculate. <laughs> um, Carlos Saints finished well, his last race for Toro Rosso. We just found out. We're not just found out now, but we found out at the start of the weekend. Yeah, massive news. Mm, Julian Palmer is gone. I don't know if that. I can believe anything that comes out of Cyril's mouth. He yeah. he will lie directly to a reporter's face when they're asked. That's why he's that's what you do in this position. Yeah, I think he's worse than all the others, but he won't just not comment. He'll say, no, 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 uh, Julian's staying until the end of the season. Definitely. We don't want to get him out of the car. Okay, okay. And now you're like, boom, done. I'm really surprised that they will do this. And like Carlos, is when they, Toro Rosso wouldn't just be like, nah, look, you're doing quite well. Help us go up in a little bit in the championship standings. I mean, once again, I've got to bring up teams. The team, yeah, well, they're getting quite close in the team championship. So they yeah, needed... they're giving, they're throwing away points. They're only, what, eight points behind Williams. In the standings, they could quite easily jump to si- uh, to fifth. Bit more than eight. <laughs> we'll go with fourteen points. Yeah, fourteen <laughs> points. So they're quite close in the championship. But that only but still, needs to be a couple of good. You don't want to give finishes. your best driver to Renault, who is on forty-two points on an eighth position. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's obviously been quite financially rewarding. For Toro Rosso to give up Carlos. Oh, yeah. And also must have been financially rewarding for um, young Palmer. He wouldn't have just got out of his contract for no reason then. Yeah, they'd given him a big um. They had to... He was out. He was smiling about it. Yeah, he's like, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not like it's... Well, he knew he was going to part ways with him. So maybe if they've given him some sub- some support, maybe for next year or something to do something next year maybe maybe there's something going on there I don't know indefinite gardening leave oh I meant more like they're, yeah, they're going to put him in a, a Renault you know do some endurance stuff you can go GP2 in the Renault <laughs> <laughs> no he can't oh once you can only do it for a couple of years eh you can only win once GP2 and, and I think he was a GP2 t- champion wasn't he do you think we should bring that into Super 2s um no because we don't, have enough big, we don't have enough teams to rotate through. Well, we don't have enough big, um, how do you say, big championships. We've got Australian GT. We've got the 12-hour, the 24-hour, and we've got the Korea Cup. Do we and have we a 24 have 24-hour? Uh, sorry, no, 12-hour and 6-hour. I'm thinking yeah, not yeah. 24. We did have a 24 once, but... Um, uh, every time I watch a 12-hour, mate, should be 24... Well, maybe it's something we need to look at in the future because we do have quite a big calling for our our 12-hour. A lot of cars and p- drivers are coming from overseas now. Anyway, um, there's just no nothing for them to promote them. So you win the championship once. There's no seat in V8s for you. Yeah, and then what And then you, you get pumped back to some back series that no one will see you again. Kumo. Start your way up again. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> You're going to the super utes now, mate. Yeah, it's... 
it's hard for them. So that, that it's probably not really an option. Nah, it's... I do I do like it with GP two because it's a development series at the max level. Yeah, yeah, and also a lot of your your smaller Formula One teams rotate through drivers because it really only takes a season or two to work out if you're going to make it in Formula One. I think, yeah, they pretty so much the give them a drivers maximum do, of three rotating seasons in, in GP2. Not many drivers go for longer than three seasons. Hmm. If you don't win in three seasons or become great, so your first season you might not be with the best team. Yep. And then you move um, on. But then you get judged on that, and then you got to fight for sponsors to try and get into a good team next year. And if you can't make it work within a, a few seasons, um, you're not looked on so highly, and it, you'll be moved on. Um, well, you won't be moved on. You just won't have a seat, and yeah. it'll be your choice to move on somewhere else. Pretty much what's happening with Palmer now. There's yep. no seat for you next year. Rumors well, have talked deal. about he's trying to push for the Rousey Williams seat. seat. Um, it is an option. Look, he's a consistent. F- but no, he's not. Uh, I don't know how to say it. This year's it's been hard on enough. him. Yeah, this year's been hard on him. It makes him probably look worse than he is. I'm sure we don't know about all all the details of what's going on. I'm sure there's a reason for it. There's there's other stuff going on. Well, he hasn't had an uh, equal car to his teammate for most of the season. Mm-hmm. Um tends to make you look pretty bad in everyone's eyes. Because as far as everyone else is aware, they're like, you've got the same car. Yeah, same equipment, um, although they have not been. And that has probably damaged his reputation a fair bit. Yeah, he's he's taken a hit this year, but he also didn't do great last year. No, he only did great at the end of the year, really, when when his chances of getting this year's seat were... were, looked like they were over. like we said, he only can perform when he's losing his job, but unfortunately, he lost it big time. Yeah, um, this year was below standard. I do like how honest he is, but mm. when I think it was Ted that interviewed him and he said, um, do you understand Renault replacing you with Carlos? And he said, of course, I've underperformed. Um, Carlos is at the top of his game. Why not? Yeah. Like, makes sense to me if I was a team owner I'd do the same thing like I think he's probably a little bit bitter on how they've handled it it hasn't been the best because it's not been the most behind closed doors thing this has been, been very public. public yeah I think Ren- Renault is a bit like a leaky ship too with the all their little rumors and secrets seem to always come out, out months before and well, they deny the about, hell out of them we talked about Carlos Saints going to Renault Months ago. Yeah. And that's probably when the talks started to really amp up. Um, and they probably weren't signed properly in the dotted line and all the deals worked out with Honda and Renault and engines and whatnot. Uh, probably wasn't all worked out just yet. So I can understand why it was squashed back then, but um, this, the rumors got out. Okay. All right. Do we just want to run through the... The finishing, the finishing results. Basically, yep. um, Vettel's now a long way behind in the championship, and it's a real shame for that reason. Pretty um, much. Vettel retired on lap four. Yeah. Yep. Big, big um, so. disappointment for everyone that's watching this uh, series. Um, but Lewis, come home for the win fo- very closely. The last few so laps close. were quite So close. This is exciting. another... Alonso, did Alonso ruin the race? Or I mean... 
I've Alonso's been penalized um penalty points on his license. For that. Yes. I watched the onboard of Max and how do you say this? It it I, he was impeded, but also Alonso didn't. They they caught him at a really bad time. They and caught him in a bad place. Alonso can't just jump off the track straight away. Yeah, and it's a very skinny track too. It's not wide. It's very fast. Yeah, um, I can understand both point of views. Oh, and don't worry. I remember watching it live. I was going. Is it Alonso's ruined it? He's done it again. I'm pretty sure he did this in Spa or somewhere else where he was chasing down. So Felipe Massa was Alonso was battling with Felipe Massa mm. essentially for the last point on the grid. Um, Alonso had his eyes forward. Unfortunately, when he let Lewis pass, he didn't let Max through at the same rate because he didn't want to lose too much time to obviously Felipe. And it cost uh, Max probably half a second or more, or more. Yeah, and after that, he just backed off. Yeah, well, he still only come home one point two seconds. Behind, yeah, um, but it did it did kind of squash the little race at the end. Daniel in no man's land come home and. Uh, well, he did and have um, Valtteri sort of coming up close to him towards the end, but then once again backed off a bit. Yeah. Um, listening to the interviews with Daniel and stuff like that, he's like, look, Valtteri was coming quite quick at me at the end. He he was a little bit worried about him, but he said, essentially, I knew with the type of track it was, I could just coast. Did you hear... Hit every apex and he can't pass me. Did you hear the radio call Max did to his team? Going, can I give it absolutely yes. everything? Yep. Yeah, can I give it everything? And they said, within reason, yeah. be sensible. Yeah, yes, you can within if you get the opportunity, but be sensible. Yeah. So I actually got clarification on that later on. Yep. Um, so the clarification on that, it sounded like they were saying, don't write the cars off. Pretty much. But what they were saying was Max had actually been nursing a blister for about 10 laps. Ah, okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if he was like engine modes, like, yeah, can you give like, yep. turn this thing to 11, no. let's go. Yeah, it was all about, apparently, this is what the team says, so it could be completely untrue. Um, but apparently he was nursing a blister and they were a bit worried that they could have a Sebastian Vettel Silverstone incident. Yeah, that was uh, Where Sebastian was nursing a blister and eventually the tyre failed and then Kimmy's tyre failed, different reasons, but that's Sebastian's was from the blister. Yep. Um, so they didn't want to have that happen to Max. So they basically said, You've, you, you can push, but we've got to monitor these tyre mm-hmm. temperatures and stuff. We don't want to have a failure here and it, it could cost us the race. You know, you're going to have a nice podium, some good points, so don't throw it away. Yes. Well, in the end, he didn't have to, he, you know, couldn't get past. Finished second. Great result. Valtteri Bottas came home in fourth. Kimi Raikkonen in fifth in the lone Ferrari that finished. Um, Esteban Ocon edged out Sergio Perez for the Force India battles for fifth, uh, for sixth and seventh. Kevin Magnussen finished eighth, which is that's a pretty good little result for Kevin. Yeah, I, t- I can't. You don't like him, so I we're don't going like to him. Roman Grosjean <laughs> ninth, and Felipe Massa managed to hold on to tenth while Fernando Alonso finished in eleventh after ruining the race. Um, <laughs> and Jolly and Palmer managed to come home in 12th out 12th, of the points. Guess what? Still get no points for 12th. Uh, yeah. Still got no job. Better jump down to Centrelink tomorrow, mate, and line up because he doesn't have a job. It's true. I wonder if it's done now. Like, boom. 
at the end of the Grand Prix, like hand in your badge and tag, please. Yeah, I don't know. What would he still be a Renault employee until the end of the year, or do they sever con the contract, or is he just not driving? Mm, very know. interesting. I wouldn't know that. I, maybe know, he's I'd still an employee and he's just a reserve you driver. Go back? Well, would he you could. Go back, like I think he would. Yeah, he's, he must still have a locker at the McLaren <laughs> shed. He's got to clear out the Renault. Ah, uh, yeah, the Renault one. Sorry. Or you, or you're linking something there, hey? Yeah, Linky's going to go to McLaren. Oh, uh, the one interesting thing was um, Ham Hamilton's little reaction to the the blingy ring. Uh, I can't remember his name. Oh the yeah, Japanese the driver. He's like, oh, you've got big bling bling. Yeah, and so that's a Indy 500 winners ring. Ah, is that? And, what it was? and then he said, oh, I've got to get me one of those. Ooh. See, then the podium interviews happened, and something crazy happened at V8s, which. We used to have notes for, but someone's notes got destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so then we had to mute the TV. Like, screw it. This is more important. This is the Bathurst. We've been sitting here since... Actually, the Bathurst started very late. Yeah, they pushed it back, I think, maybe last year or this year. Mm. Um, I guess because our Bathursts are running so quickly. Even this Bathurst was a six Seven hours of wet... Yeah, and it was like seven and a half hours or seven hours, 20 or something. Seven hours. 11. I'm doing this off my head. Seven hours, 11 minutes and 43 seconds or 34 seconds. Something like that. Um, that sounds about right. I trust you. <laughs> I did write it in my notes before they went missing. Uh, they're not missing. We know oh, where they are. Oh, yeah. They've gone to the... They've gone to the tip. Yeah, the tip. Um, Got thrown away. Yes. I left uh, them in a bag. Yep. The wife picked them up. Yeah. It was much. rubbish. Yeah. She thought thrown were, out. She thought my notes were rubbish. Yesterday was bin day. <laughs> so now they're gone, gone. <laughs> yeah, they are gone. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, well, fortunately, I've got the first half of the notes, and then since you were sitting next to me most of the race, I was like, you take notes for the second <laughs> half of the race. But, uh, you know what? We'll um, crack on. We'll crack on. Keep oh, going. Do you want to do... Touch uh, on Super 2s? Super 2s. Bryce had a really good weekend. Stellar so weekend. So quick. He was very fast. He topped the timesheets in a couple of practice sessions. Uh, Fortunate with qualifying with a red flag. Yeah, he didn't get lucky in qualifying. Um, but that happens. He still managed to qualify in fifth and sort of raced right up the front of the grid. He was on a really weird strategy that was different to the others. He ran a lap or two laps longer than everyone else. Yeah, under safety car, they didn't pit him. Yeah, and then I thought, oh, that's fine run out to the very end. Basically, I thought he was going to do what PD did. Yeah. But they didn't. They pitted him at the end of the safety car session when the safety car was still on track. So he went last. Um, I'm did an amazing. that it's only 14 cars. Yeah, well, exactly. This, this is probably something we should touch on quickly. Um, success, no success. What were your views? Obviously, V8s don't like it because they're going back to the original... Um, this will be a points round again next year. Um, but what's your views? I think the keep the wild cards for the other rounds and don't expect wild cards for Bathurst. I think if we want wild cards for Bathurst, we need the actual, like what Triple Eight did with the Xbox One car. I would like to see more of them. I would like to see a couple international drivers pair up. I don't know if it was maybe just because those two drivers that came across were fantastic and just outperformed more expectations than I ever thought. 
That was amazing. When they didn't they finish top ten? Um, it was close. It was close. If it wasn't top ten, it was like twelfth or something. Yeah, they were in. They were in one point. They were in contention too. Yeah, well, they did an amazing job. They were blowing everyone away. Basically, there were two co-drivers. Essentially, yeah, two co-drivers, and just they were mixing it with the big ass. boys, and um, did an excellent job. But they are the they are the wild cards that I would like to see. Yeah, um, I think V8s is in a place where, if we can get the sponsorship, we could probably do it. Mm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think supercars should have organized wild cards for the main race, and like have it do international. Let's get a couple like. I know Suzuka falls on the same time, but I would love to see, like, get Ricardo in the car and grab someone else. Now, yeah. the Formula One drivers will never do it, not current Formula One drivers. Like, get Weber to come over. Um, well, I'm thinking, like, some NASCAR or Weber, you know, you know big mm. endurance drivers yeah. as well. Like, Penske, put on a wild card. And get, you know, well, it was part, something, who's Penske? Like, Will Power and someone else. Whoever races for Penske, like, give them a shot. It's something that actually come up. Another massive announcement from the weekend. Huge V8 news. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Wilkert Shaw, uh, Mobile One, Wil- Mo- HSV, HSV Mobile One Racing. Yeah, is going to be changing names next year. It'll be Walkinshaw Andretti United Racing. Yes. Which all of you out there probably already know. That's a pretty big deal. So Andretti are a massive indie NASCAR American. They they're, Andretti fight Penske over in America. Yep, they're the other big team. Well, I'm sure there's more than one of them, but they're, you know they're, they're another massive. team. They're the Triple Eight of our sport. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and United is actually Zach Brown, who is the CEO of McLaren. McLaren. Mm. So it's some pretty big hitters here. Um, massive news for them. I think this could change things a little bit. I'm sure they're bringing resources, bring a bit of engineers that can do stuff from back in America. Was it a 40-40-20 split? I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm not sure. Maybe. That sounds sounds about right. I think mm. Andretti have uh, definitely brought in more than uh, United. Yeah. Um, also the, the sponsorships, like they're going to be taken seriously now over for in, international sponsors. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like they're going to be taken very, very seriously. So it should be, it should be good for the team. Do you reckon it's going to be like a buyout as such as DJR? I mean, DJR and team Penske, they're still a, isn't it a 41, 51, 49 or 50, 50. I don't know. I Ownership? think Penske probably nearly brought DJR out. I'm pretty sure it's pretty close. Like oh, okay. A fi- I know that still DJR still owns a fair bit of it. Yeah. Okay. But I think Team Penske's like, let me run it. Yeah. Like they've they've put in all the new people. Like I they don't put think in they're gonna steamroll. Um, Ryan Walkinshaw as yeah. much as yeah. I don't think they're gonna be. So like, Dick is a figurehead Dick's now there. for Penske. He's, He's just the advertiser. They're like, you know, people love him. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. With I don't think that's going to happen the same way quite with with uh, HSV Mobile One. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be more the backing that can come from this. Like, these Andretti's a huge team, so they've got lots of engineers, and if they can lend their mindset and stuff to the 
basically, we know the Walkinshaw cars have been pretty bad. Yes, they have. Look, Erebus could take a, a three-year-old car and put it further up the grid than Walkinshaw could. Walkinshaw finished changing. second, by the way. Just remember. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about last yeah, year. Uh, yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, by changing the front suspension to the stuff they had in their Mercedes. Yeah, and you've got to think about that. That That's, come on, boys <laughs> or guys. That was a pretty big tell. So they, they've got some pretty big problems with their cars. They've definitely fine-tuned them a little bit this year, and I'm sure they'll come back heaps stronger next year. So it's really exciting. Um, but yeah, that that's that's the big big news from V8s over the weekend. Mm. Now we can keep cracking on with the. Right, so quickly touch on Super Twos. There's not too much. It was not a points round. Um, Andrew Jones got his first win. Not Andrew Jones. Macaulay Jones got a win. Yeah, Andrew massive. Jones still got a podium. Yep. Um, then had to go and commentate the Carrera Cup race straight away. And yeah, he, had he didn't to, at quite the end, get there. <laughs> he did. He he, he, he was about stuff. halfway. <laughs> but then he also apologized at the end, like, I'm sorry, but I stink of champagne. And always like, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you can't really complain. No, not at all. That was that was a pretty good effort from um, BJR did a great job in that race. It was a really good showing from them. Supercars. What a weekend. When do they do qualifying? Can I ask? Because Friday afternoon. All right, good. Because I was like, I watched most of Sunday. I didn't watch early, early morning. I was doing other things. Um, and then I saw that like, you know, like top 10 shootouts coming out. I'm like, when the hell was qualifying? I swear I just watched practice six. Yeah, so it's it's between practice six and the shootout. Practice six was sun- Saturday morning. Yeah. What do you say qualifying uh, on so like Sorry, the other side of practice six. Ah, so it's like between five practice five, five and six. qualifying six. Yeah. So six is just a um, sort of fine-tuning race fine cars. Fine-tuning, yep. Uh, and for the shootout people, they normally chuck a couple of sets of green tires on and go for a... Go for a fast run. Yeah, fast well, run. Well, that's what um, Scotty did. Yeah, and wow, the pace out of that car is unbelievable. It really is. Those, um, I hope Andretti brings some big money across that Penske did too because it would be good to have two cars running up there that fast. How much do you think Roland Dane's going around trying to nail every one of his engineers down now? Mm. And the ones he doesn't like, he's trying to like heave up and get some other ones. Because it's exactly what happened last time. Mm-hmm. One of their head car design engineers. So he, Ludo was um, Craig's race engineer. Race but engineer. He, was main, he was more in the backs. He's, yeah, back he's more in designing the actual cars. And... Mm, let's let's see how it works because they're I'm sure they're bringing more money I'm sure there's going to be some moving around in pit lane it'll be interesting to see where say some of the engineers come from mm. do they come from PRA do they come from Penske I'd say Penske's engineers are probably on fairly new contracts yeah I think Penske guys are like why where 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 you want to be yeah yep we're the team you're chasing I'm not going to leave a team to go chase the team that I just had yeah, so interesting to watch, um, but that that's, that's that is good good thought. Yeah. Anyway, um, top ten shootout. You didn't get to watch it, like we said, because you were watching the qualifying with Formula One. Yeah, yeah, mate, I missed it. I I, it I watched. I've rewatched the, the lap. event. It's I've the event. Even just the top ten shootout. Just watching a supercar get Bathurst to themselves. All ten of them. I didn't care. I enjoyed it. all ten laps. 
yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, the shootout is pretty a pretty big highlight for the year, isn't it? But Scotty Max, a two oh three eight. Yep, new lap record. All day. Anyone that's been watching, I assume the Fox Star. I don't know. I didn't watch Chen- in Channel Channel Ten coverage. Um, but all the Fox Star coverage kept going. Murphy's lap of the gods. <laughs> What do yes. you think of that? How do, what do you think? How do you compare Scotty Max lap compared well, to Murph's lap? You did. Um, I'm not sure where you had the. Was it from Reddit? That yeah. You, they had the description of the difference. Uh it was. It wasn't. It was just someone commented on it, and um, I'll bring it up. But someone um, was just uh, yeah asking to compare. Look, I I tend to agree with them a little bit. Um, I the explanations that were given were very very good, but um. And I think you're of the opinion that essentially what happened with Murph's lap of the gods was Murph took a car that no one thought could ever do the time. Yeah. Manhandled it around the track and managed to somehow squeeze a time out of this car. Well, at that time as well, it was in the shootout. And I think John Bauer just went out and set a new lap record of a 2.078. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, good luck chasing that. And then Murphy, who's not in, they, it was Kmart Auto. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it wasn't the hugest, wasn't the biggest team. And at that point, the cars are just, they thought, you know, a 207 is as fast as you go. And everyone was impressed with Bow's time and no one was expecting anything more. Then Murph went out and did a 2068, a full one second. Faster That's the gap anyone. he had for pole position. Yeah, yeah. And I think also what made like what made that lap great was the f- the reaction that everyone else did around it, like coming out to the pit lane and just like going crazy. The crowd watching the video knew they were watching something special, yeah. Like you can hear it in the the cheers that they're going up around. The commentators did a really good job of selling it. Um, it was just the lap that no one really thought that could ever happen. Scotty Max lap. They've been the Everyone, pace he was a pace setter, and before they went in the qualifying, they're like, "I reckon, a, you know, a low three, we might get into a low threes. Theoretically, a three eight is what he's done this weekend when you put all his best sectors together, and he goes out and does a three eight. I mean, I still sent you a, a gif of a dude that just could not believe that. I was just like, "Whoa!" Like when he did that, not only because he put two wheels off the track and went in the dirt, <laughs> it was pretty. Um, turns out that's faster. Yeah. It's faster Straight to go on a little bit. <laughs> go on the dirt than it is stay on the track. Still a great lap, not taking anything away from it, but we're all expecting it. Yeah, I still think the gap he had to Fabs. Oh yeah, is yeah, pretty big. I think he's driving. I think people are taking for granted how well he's driving the car at the moment. I think it was an epic lap, but he had also been putting through epic laps before that in practice and stuff like that. I don't think anyone could have got in that car and driven it any better, any faster. No, I don't think that, that was, too. That was my point of view on it. That was a pretty special lap from him and the team. Like, it's a team effort. Oh, yeah, they gave him a car that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my view. Oh, and I'm not taking anything away from it, but I just think that in the shock and awe and how greatness of it, the Murphy lap also stood for seven years. So let's see where we're at seven years' time. 
Yeah, well, we're going into an interesting I mean, we period did, now. The supercars did a thing like Formula One where we made the cars slower. Yeah. Um, which, you know, made it stay around for a bit, but now we are, we're making cars fast. Well, the engine, and it's not the regulations making them faster at the moment. It's the pace that we're having to chase other teams. I reckon next year we'll look at probably a low 203. I think we have to wait for conditions as well. Yeah, we don't know, but we're on the old Dunlop tyre this year. Next year we'll be on the newer, softer stuff. Oh, well, we'll probably eclipse it by a margin then. Yeah, that's right. That was a 2038. I reckon we'll look at 2031, 2032. It's very hard to compare when the regulations change like that. It's it's kind of a bit of a letdown. It's apples and pears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or apples and oranges, but either way. Apples and pears you can kind of, you know, compare yes. because they're still a cord fruit. <laughs> We're getting very off topic here. All right, we've still got a thousand <laughs> kilometers to talk about. <laughs> Oh, quickly. Did you hear the um, <laughs> Greg Murphy debuted the V6 Commodore? I did hear a bit of a flutter across the top of the mountain. What'd you, we won't talk for long. What'd you, what'd you think? Still reserved. I liked it. I'd like I to see it. I liked it a lot compared. more than the people that hated it. Like some people, it seems to be you can only be on one side of the fence. You can't be like in the middle, like, you know, it's not that bad. Ah, uh, yeah. There's always going to be people that have already made the decision in their head before they even have seen it or heard it. Or and it's not like the whole field's going to be those engines, so it's not. It's going to blend. How controversial is it going to be when they win their first Bathurst spot? Oh yeah. And half the field is half. Boo! And then we get to get the new version Piss of Pack of Assholes. <laughs> yeah. Ned Richards back up there. Well, that was several times. <laughs> Back in the day, that was like, oh my God, I can't believe he said it. And I think they did it in about eight promos before in one <laughs> ad break. Yeah, it's true. Another thing, talk about ad breaks. That was it. The last year, we have to put up with those stupid oh, ads God. inside Bathurst. Um, next year, it will be all ad-free, big screen, no more little ads. Well done, Foxtel. That's amazing. I understand they've had their reasons they had to do it um, with Channel 10 and whatnot. But that is, that's amazing. That's what we're paying for. That's what that's I want. we want it. All right. Okay. So let's crack on with crack the race on now. With Finally. The race. We're there. Notes. Wettish start. Safety car early. Brackets. Guess. That was yeah. my guess. I thought we're in for a safety car. I might as well write it down and call it early. It didn't happen. Never eventuated, did it? We had a hun- over 100 laps of pretty much clean driving. I mean, it was pretty amazing, actually. There was a few little penalties here and there, and a, yeah, a few drivers know, bowling a few, people a few took, wides. Yeah, a couple of joker laps around. Uh, but yeah. I think everyone took one, so it sort of evened the field out. It did. Some people took three or four. Yeah. But Shane took with, many. With <laughs> how long the race was, it didn't hurt too much. Um, it was a stellar effort, really. You've, I know we've touched on this many times off air, but... Um, what an effort from all the teams and drivers and co-drivers that mainly here, really. Well, it's what we've got to think about. They're not in these cars very regularly. Gary Jacobson actually did a really good result. Put in that yeah, he was drove that car Falcon forward in the worst conditions around Bathurst. Did many many laps and put that car in a really good position. That was the leading pro-drive car in the end. Yeah, they. Um, it was just so. I don't know. Everyone did such a good job for so long. I couldn't believe it during the day. I was watching it going, come on. Someone's going to start to get fatigued now. And 
we're going to get a crash and then it'll tighten the field up and we'll get a safety car and it, it'll liven the strategies up. No. Well, it seemed like last year it was a dry sprint race. I swear we got to about the 100 saying odd laps before we got a first safety car. Yeah, and it was very, very, very quick. I remember last year looking at the clock. God, this is going to be Whoa. over in four hours. Like <laughs> we better slow this bad boy down, you know. <laughs> we better bring in a red flag and repair turn four. <laughs> yeah. It, it was four, a very, very... Was it two or three? Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was two. Um, it was pretty still effort from them. So hats off to everyone for their, yeah, their, great driving. their driving. was fantastic. It made it... Got to a point where I'm, I was wishing for a safety car, but then I was also going, everyone's going to use all their mental powers to stay on the road and drive perfect in these conditions. Well, as the, soon as it starts drying, mistakes are plenty. The fatigue levels must have been massive. Mentally fatigued, I mean. Um, must have well, been massive. One of my notes here. PD cleans his own windshield down Conrod. Well, that was a big story from the weekend, wasn't it? A little bit controversial there for a little bit until it was... Storm in a teacup. Yeah, until it was until confirmed Dutto by Dutto. was like, no, look, we're not idiots. We, we asked them checked before, them the before the race. And we're like, do you like my sponge on a stick? <laughs> yeah, so... Essentially, there was a complaint made by Anonymous. Tim Edwards. Uh, no, I don't know. It we, could well, be. You can't <laughs> say that. This is, this is going to air, so you can't say that. Speculation yeah. says it's Team Edwards around the traps. <laughs> That's I've, these I've, traps. I've, I've, <laughs> yeah, the traps in the pit lane. Yeah. Um, basically making a complaint that the Eight cars have formulated a high-tech windscreen wiping device. That wasn't a squidgy with a wipey thing on it uh, that is not secured properly in their car. How could it be secured properly, mate? It's a sponge on a stick. So what Dutto basically explained is we've got rare earth magnets on on the stick. It sticks to the um, to the beside the driver on the roll cage, um, and it's actually quite hard to get off. So it was smart of them to use that because honestly, and it was smart I of them to clear it with race control before the race. So when it that's got, a team raised, that's lost three Bathursts in a row right there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was showing their class there. They had already cleared it with the race control. They'd had a official come down check how tight it was that it couldn't come off, and they were fine with it. Were they really fine with the idea of them driving down Conrod, changing gears, cleaning windshields? No well, hands on steering. That would wheel. have been the big thing I would have pulled up on was that some at some points uh PD didn't have a single hand on the steering wheel. He plucked the gear a few times, wiping the windscreen with his right arm. Is there anything the in, the is hand. there anything in the rules that says you must keep your hands on the steering wheel? Or is that I just a know. given? That's I I, I, remember I can Formula only say one. coming from go karts, yes, you have to have your hand, both hands on the steering sorry, you have to have a minimum of one hand on the steering wheel. Oh, in go karts you have to. Yeah, it's a, it's a rule. There was, without going too far into it, no. there, was, there, there was there was basically a few occasions where people, after they won races, put their hands up, both hands in the air. They won an Aussie title or whatever and clapped their hands above their head or, or cheered with both hands in the air. And um, the officials come down on them pretty hard saying, like, you do that again, that's, you know, you won't win your title. You'll get a reprimand and you'll go... You will lose your title, essentially. So people stopped doing it. And then people started doing other things. I think might have been, I could be wrong here, but might have been a, a David Sierra putting his feet over the top of his 
what we call the NASA panel, um, but it's basically the panel in front of the driver that goes over the fuel tank and yeah. goes down to your feet. Yep. He put both his feet over it and clapped his feet together over it once he went over the line because he knew he wasn't allowed to put both his hands up. Um, no rules. So, yeah, there was no rules about that. Unfortunately, that means you can't brake or accelerate. <laughs> so. Start finish lines are normally on straights. Yeah, yeah. Star finish lines normally on straights, and if you've won, hopefully there's no one except too close in front of you. Except <laughs> the uh, Darwin go karts. Yeah, that's we, one around the bend. <laughs> it, it's made some pretty interesting finishes over the years. Um, mm. It's it's right on the exit of a corner, so if you can get around the corner too wide, it makes for very very close finish. Back to the race. Back to the Formula One. Uh, uh, back to the Formula, Formula one. one. Back to the V8 supercars. All right. We got the squidgy out of the way. We've got the squidgy out of the way. You reckon Richie Stanaway is a little pissed off that his co-driver just lost him the lead? Uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty big thing. We were actually talking about it over the weekend, weren't we? Mm. How good he's been doing in these cars. He's and the fact probably that they were better talking, than a lot of the main game drivers. They were to- the commentators. There was a point in the race towards the end where Greg Russ goes up to Cam Waters in the pits and goes, oh, so you know, Stanaway is going to stay in here now because you know he's got good enough pace. And Cam was a little bit like, uh, no, no, I'm going to get back in. I'm, I'm going to finish the race. The race. Yeah. Like, you know, all the main game guys are, are finishing the race. I'm going to get in my car and, and, and lose it for us. Yeah. It was, um, still an effort by them to be honest for the whole day, but they did a oh. great job. They've been showing good pace and same with, wet. Uh, same with Mostert. Now their problem they had, I think was their car was a very, very, very good wet car. Really good wet car. Like yeah, Chaz pulled out a six-second lead in like ten laps. I think it was. Cam, what's that? Cam or Chaz? Chaz. Chaz. Oh yeah, Chaz yeah. Lead. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, their their pace was just very very good, but unfortunately, when the track dried up late in the day, which was the end of the race where it counts, their cars looked injured. They just looked wounded out there. Yeah, he was losing like um, Cam was losing a lot of time and i'm pretty sure there's also a weird pit call in the end because he yeah. sort of fell behind well they basically knew they weren't going to make it to the end so when they pitted to f- top up was under race conditions i think it which sent them mm. quite a long way back. back um so yeah that would like i understand why they did it they didn't want to do a wind cup from a couple of years ago and run it out of fuel why not i well, hope motors love it and you know, I heard they don't become a meme lord after that. Or something. Yeah, you did when you were leading a race <laughs> on the final lap too. Yeah. Um, the it's wet not like the old days where you could pretty much park it on the last lap because you were three laps ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, ah, oh, you've got a whole lap because you, you know, the next person behind is at two laps behind. Yeah. Um, the wet weather caused a bit of issue for a few drivers getting in the car. You yeah. see Dean Fiore. We there were some pretty interesting piggyback rides going on over the weekend. Yeah, so um, earlier on in the race, Dean Fiore actually got a lift. Yep, um, there was a few drivers getting lifts out to their they, they the teams were actually quite resourceful. They had little bits of carpet and stuff yeah, on the yep. ground where the drivers mean, you stood. Do not want your wet f- shoes on those pedals because they're just basically a metal pedal with a bit of uh, yeah. So the pedals are some of them have grip tape, some of them are just machined alloy. Um, and race boots are actually not the softest compound of rubber on the bottom. They're very thin rubber on the, on your, on your bottom of your foot. Mm-hmm. And it's not the grippiest material they, in the world. It's not really for protecting for heat. 
not great. I've uh, you would think they'd I've make melted my shoes before in uh, in my car because um, the re- exhaust runs so that's, close to the floor. That's because Toyotas build the exhaust on the wrong side <laughs> of the cars. But if you had a Nissan, <laughs> it runs down the passenger side. It, yeah, and it's not your problem. And we don't live in the coldest ambient temperature. No, up no, here. I no. think that the, you know the cockpit temps in that car must be I don't know in the fifties. So and where the floor is, my dump pipe from my turbo runs very close because <laughs> there's no room. And also it doesn't go straight along there. And then it runs and does a 90 degree angle <laughs> right across the floor to go out the side of the door. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've full road legal and everything. M- my, my, um, nice Puma boots managed to melt, melt the, the soles completely off them. So they're um, not good for heat. No, not the best for heat. They do make them sort of pretty good for heat because they've obviously got to handle, you know, 50 to 60 degrees coping temperatures. But once you start getting, you know, your 100-degree floor temperature or 80-degree floor temperature, they're not overly insulated. Your feet will burn in them. Mm. Um, and your they're fireproof. Oh, they, they are, but you're not yeah. having your fireproof socks on. Yeah, and fireproof doesn't mean it doesn't stop the heat getting through. It just, yeah, means, it just it means it doesn't catch melt. a light. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to melt. Um, so, and there's not much insulation and... You can look at Formula One now that the boots are weighing like 50 or 100 grams or something like that, 150 it's not grams. not much to them. They're very thin, very light. And that obviously that's what Formula One's about, lightest possible weight. But um, the V8 boots are a bit more traditional, um, but there's just not much to them still. All right. Enough about boot chat. Let's yeah, go back to the race. <laughs> that was a lot about boots. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing people might need to know about boots. Well, they might not know. <laughs> they, no, I'm not saying they didn't. Um Scotty Mack, first retirement. Yes. Uh, unbelievable. Read the rest of the note? Oh, no, nah, we'll just leave on that one. Uh, Michael, oh, look, look we're, happy. Let's, let's just put it out there. Michael was pretty happy when, who was it that went into the pits and come back out again? Wincup. Was it Wincup? Wincup went in the pits because he's broken. No, 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 before Scotty's retirement. Someone else went in the pits. Uh, it was Aaron Russell, I think. Yes. In the Lucas yes. Dumbrell car. And they managed to fix the car and sent it. Sent it back out? So Not retired. he wasn't called a DNF at that lap. And he managed to finish more laps than uh, Scotty did. And Michael put $2 on Scotty. I put $2 on out. Scotty to be first out because he was paying $21. My $2 got turned into $42. Um, you know what? Not even mad. Yeah. Everyone's like, Why'd you bet little bets? I'm like, you know, I'm not a big better. I like to do a big spread on little bets. It doesn't matter if it's a, a $50 bet for me or a $2 bet. It's just the enjoyment of knowing, yeah, I've called it. And you got to call it before the race. So it's none of this going, yeah, I knew it was going to break. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I also thought was, Jason Bright was going to break. <laughs> it was pretty devastating, wasn't it? But it was. It was so... Only because it paid off so well. That's the reason why I was happy. <laughs> you had to clarify that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone knows that. Um, yeah, it was a bit of it, real letdown. After he had such a strong weekend in practice and qualifying yeah. and everything, it was... It was heart-wrenching. Because it wasn't even in the car. He only drove it for like 20 laps. Not even. Yeah. So that will come that back shows you bigger and better that next is, year. That is be the fun. mountain. It is, and that, and that's what happens at this race. It's very hard to predict. And he was very lucky. He actually got away with it quite well because um, Win Cup ended up having all those issues. Yep. Um, Triple Eight doing a big in engine overhaul, 
They only put that engine got put in the car Saturday night mm. because they thought they were having a bit of issues in qualifying or uh, in practice and that. So they're like, we're going to rip this engine out. We'll put a new one in. They were all tested. I think they brought two or three engines per car. Yeah. All of them were all up to spec. Um, I think it was a valve that let go in Wing Cup's car. Well, there was talk of ro- a rocker. Yeah, problem. it wasn't a rocker problem in the end. I think it was actually a valve that let go in Wind Cup's car. Yeah. But it was an, they just got it. They had just needed to do, I think, two laps at the end just to get to the 75% race distance. So I think it was just like, it's good. Drive like a bucket. Go out there, do your two laps. Yeah, yep. And it worked. It worked for them. They managed to pull some points away from the weekend where their championship leader come away with none. Yeah, well, you look at it now. Fabian's back to leading the championship. And you look, he's we, got a 97-point lead, lead over Scotty. And you're like, there you go. We called this, what, four race meetings ago when Scotty was on his run. And we said, it's this is all good and well. But when you get to cha- the enduro season, that can change a championship. Very much and so. wow, didn't it change it this weekend? You might know. I am could be wrong. The Gold Coast 600, right? I think right? it's two 150 races. Yep. That's, I was going to say it's not... Not 300 not and 300. 300. No, well, no, I was going to say it's not no points for the first race. No, no. I think it's two 150 point races. So it's like yep. a, normal a normal race round. Week, weekend. I think a normal round has 150 for the whole weekend for all, all the races. So this is like... A three hundred point round like Bathurst or Sandown. Yep. But it's only divided over two races instead of three races for a normal weekend. We only get like two races nowadays. Yeah, it depends on where it's at. Mm. Majority of them. Um but they are only seventy five point races where this will be hundred and fifty points per race. Ah, okay, yep. So it's still a big point round. If you're you know, say Fabs has a DNF, he'll be, you know, Back back down again, yeah. Erebus. We touched on them a little bit at the start. Great job from Davey. Davey and Luke Yorden, just their car looked fantastic all weekend. Yeah, yeah. The Dark Horse, the one that I completely forgot was Dale Wood and Chris Pither. Well, didn't they do well? I actually don't rate them. No. Um, And didn't rate them. And they managed to come home in fourth place. How? how you, th- you wouldn't have called it. Someone on Reddit was like, I don't care about the result. That was great. I put $10 on Chris Pither and um, Dale Wood to finish in the top six. I think that turned him into 250 bucks or 175 wow. It was a good little return. Wow, yeah. That's an excellent return. Um, and it really, really good job from the Erebus team to bring two cars against all these big teams. <laughs> and there were, what, the only two to finish in the top, like to finish two cars in the top five, um, was they were the only team. Mm. Well, then you had the only next time to get two teams is um, Michael Caruso and Dean Fiore and Todd Kelly and Jack LeBrock in uh, sixth and seventh. Yeah, yep. That was a good result for Todd Kelly in that. They were a bit lucky in the end with a lot of cars being taken out. Yeah, but still solid. Yep. It's one of those ones you you just have to finish. So, the other week you said to me I wasn't allowed to judge Simona until, until this round. Yes, I agree. Um, we we discussed basically that 
it's very hard for Simona because being her first full season, yada, 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 she hasn't been to a lot of the tracks. This track, she's got a lot of knowledge this is on. third race. Yep. She's done this track three she's times She's done now, now. 3,000 kilometers. She's yet to do 3,000 kilometers around this track, isn't well, she? Well, yeah, her first race was cut short. Quite short. <laughs> Second race they finished? I think so, yeah, but um, a lap down or two. And this race, not finish. Yeah. Silly mistake. Yep. Easy mistake to do, but that's going to be in the back of her mind. Because the first race wasn't her fault. That was Renee Hopeless crash. Yeah, yep. That one was all out. I don't even think Simone got in the car. Yeah, I don't think Renee was ready for the, the drive at that stage. And um, yeah. unfortunately, she, she kind of ruined the chances for her to get some good seat time, which was mm. probably would have been good for her later for this year to have a, another year of a good seat time at Bathurst, but unfortunately it didn't pay off. So, so what's your thoughts? On the whole, she actually didn't do too bad. Yeah. I think she performed quite well throughout the day. She's still not exactly up there with pace and she's not setting the field alight. But, you know, when she had an incident, I think she was running mid, like in the top pack yeah, of, she, she was, was fighting to be in the 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, she also went to dry tyres early. She went on with the same as Caruso. Caruso got them to turn on a lot earlier than Simona. Because Caruso was actually three positions behind Simona in the pit stop stage. Um, yeah. I'm going to give her a fail this race. Only because she crashed out. If she passed, if she finished the race, that would have been a pass. She'd done very well. Because she would have finished, you know, 11th, 12th, somewhere around there. And I think that's a very solid result for her for yeah. a thousand kilometer race. Um, very rookie mistake. Fail. We'll uh, see how she goes next year. My view is, I, I respect that. My view is it was pretty trying conditions and she did pretty well all day. It's very difficult, the conditions. But yeah. Um, and she was probably pushing at the end of the race. They were sort of, she's not fighting for a championship. So she probably was starting to risk a little bit more, so on and so forth. Probably risked a little bit too much, pushed a little bit too hard, got on the curb, wheel spin, overcorrect, bang, wall. A lot of damage. Yeah, like I watched the that video, right rear out, basically. Yeah, and like she tries to drive forward and just lights them up. Yeah, the left hand, I think the right hand wheel was in the guard too hard and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, um, sort of marred her fairly good, uh, good weekend. Yeah. There's also, I'm not taking like, she just failed. Yeah, yeah. She no, I understand. I respect that. That's, and you, you're probably quite right. I think she'll be pretty hard on herself. She did a pretty good job all day and, and it let herself down at the end there. It's a bit like the whole the Bryce Forward thing at the start. Like he had a great weekend. I'm giving him a pass weekend, but just only because of his pace. The little mistake he did on Dumbrell in the race, um, it's easy to do. I still think he did a fantastic and a stellar job and he should be very proud of it. Um, it's just those little things that just sort of tarnish a small weekend. It is, and uh, I know Bryce is pretty hard on himself and he's he's pretty down about that as well. Um, he did an excellent Because I was looking weekend. at putting think... money on him, but I couldn't. Crown Bet don't take bets on... Super 2s on their app. Yeah, okay. Um, I think, yeah, it, it, it's a bit of a shame because it, he had such a good weekend uh, and it was such a strong showing from him that I didn't 
think that he was going to have a problem in the race. He got so much TV time. Yeah, and that's because of his pace. He was the fastest across the top of the hill. Mm. Um, and he was doing an excellent job. And, and he passed Dumbrell like a million cars. did squash him a lot on that incident. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming Dumbrell. That's defensive driving 101. He did exactly. But it probably didn't need to be as defensive as he was. Dumbrell was on the fresher tyres. He was going to get back past him. Uh, I don't know. He didn't have Bryce's pace all weekend. True. So, but his tyres just were like... Seven or eight laps younger. Yeah. So it would have been interesting to see. But, um, yeah, interesting. Unfortunately, Bryce had a little mistake, locked up, pinched mm-hmm. the rears, slid into the corner. Lightest touch on Dumbbell. Spun them Tiniest both. Tiniest touch. It, I think it only broke the rear tail light. Yeah. Um, doesn't take much when they're already on the edge of the grip. Dumbbell was in there late as well. Yeah. So, you know. One of those things. Um, I'm sure he's been pretty hard on himself, and I'm sure Dumbrell maybe even went down and said, you know, what was that for? But, mm. you know, don't do it again and whatnot. But I was kind of hoping that Bryce would go down and say to Dumbrell, my bad. Yeah, it's possible. Bryce is the type of driver. He's pretty honest. He'll he'll own up to it. Um, but I'm still giving him a cross- pass. It's just Simone I'm giving a foul. Yeah. Is it? When's their next round? Is it Newcastle? Or they yeah, go one more? they don't go to back to Newcastle. So they've got a bit of a break now. Are we going to go to that? I don't know. I don't know. My wife was not overly happy when I said I wanted to go on a boys' trip at the end of the year. <laughs> but, yeah. I really want to go. <laughs> um, all right. So, we've got to quickly kind of wrap this up a little bit. <laughs> Shane, Shane Van Gisbo. How do you think of his... Shane Van Gisbo and Matt Campbell. They were two driving pairs that we were very excited to see. Yeah, I give them a pass. They didn't do anything. So, Matt Campbell had a bit of a... To be honest. Yeah, lots of mistakes. Campbell got spun by Caruso um, at the start. That wasn't the best way to welcome yourself to Supercar Bathurst 1000. Yeah. But then still lots of runoffs. I know everyone ran off, but they ran off a lot. I think Triple Eight didn't do any of their drivers um, any favours this year. Triple Eight couldn't stop. All during practice, they were all running off. All three of them ran off. Yep. Their brake packages, they were changing the, the pads to different compounds all weekend. Um, they had dramas all weekend. And this is not what you want going into the longest race of the year. You want consistency, you want predictability, and you want longevity. Mm. And those things were not they were in not the there. list of Triple no. Eight's uh, cars criteria of what they had on the weekend. Shane made those Triple Eight cars look fantastic in the end when he was just carving up through the field because that's what Shane can do in those conditions. He just drives above and beyond everyone else. Yeah, he goes, he takes the conditions and ignores them pretty much. Right up until you go so far. How fast was he going when he went off at Comrod and in the sand? Did you think he was going to get out? Did you? Uh, th- did you? Were you a scaphy call? Scaphy call. Oh, he's uh, not getting out of that. He was going pretty quick. He was probably lucky that he got it straightened I up. He's lucky he didn't roll it. Yeah, yeah, it did get up on two wheels a little bit, but twice. Yeah, because um, he like he's oh, probably I lucky. Better turn. He's probably lucky it didn't pivot at all. I think if it had have kept going and turning the rear end a little bit more to the right, he yeah he probably would not have got out. What do they teach you? Do they teach you at all in like like going into gravel traps? What you should where you should aim? Uh, not with carts. No, we're 
Gravel traps are not very forgiving for us. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like, well, if I'm in this, guess what? This is where I end up. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like you, don't, you're not no, really told to like teach you to I'm drive sure in straight. Cars, well, these boys do so much racing that they've been in a few gravel traps in their time. They know, you know, straighten it up, get on the throttle a little bit, don't spin them up too hard, don't touch the brakes to dip the nose in, mm. all those sorts of things. They know that sort of stuff. Just because I know you shouldn't turn when you're in a gravel trap. Yeah, not much. Because you don't want to basically start burying the front. Mm. So you want to try and get it, it's momentum to just keep going whichever direction you're yeah, going you want to try and also and you don't want to slide sideways in the gravel trap because that's no. when you dig in and roll yeah. like I think was it Will Davison or someone did it at um Barbagello and WA last year Slade I think it's Slade end up on his roof yeah I can't recall now sorry someone it's, did it's but anyway but yeah, yeah and like well Fabian Coulthard also come off in the chase as well um and uh, yeah, a couple of years ago in the Bundy, Bundy red car, car yeah. and that we saw sideways through the sand. That one was a bit worse. See, as soon as that you lose a worse. tire, yeah, um, off a rim, you you're doing well if you're not. I wouldn't say you're always going to roll, but once you're going sideways at a high speed and you've not got a tire on the rim, you're in trouble. Mm. Um, Shane found out. He Shane found out. He ripped the tire off the, the rim. Still managed to come home fifth. Yeah, unbelievable. But because you got to think. When he made that pass and went in the dirt, he passed Scotty Pye, who was in second. Yeah, Shane was going for a Shane was going for a win. Yep. He was like, all or nothing. Yep. Because he did not move up a position throughout the day. He started fifth, finished fifth. Still paying 222 points. So not a bad weekend. Yeah, great. Well, better than his teammates. All right. Fabian Coulthard and Tony D'Alberto, they sort of stayed out of trouble. They were the forgotten car. They did, and they had a uh, good strategy call at the end, and it worked out really well for them. They had good pace on the on the drying track as well. They definitely didn't look too strong in the wet. Um, they Their car seemed to liven up a fair bit in the Did they go into the dries early as well? Or they were, they were just one early. of the not, ones not showing... Not like Percat early. They weren't Percat early, but they were the ones showing the best pace on the dries. Yeah, yeah. Talking about Percat... This is something I know that was on your notes, which is now at um, Shoal Bay right. Tip. Percat and James Courtney's car. Yes. Looked very bloody similar, didn't they? Well, the boosts come back for this weekend for um, for James Courtney. He was sponsored by them again. And also boosts come along and supported the BJR team and with Percat's car. actually sponsor Cam Waters, too. Yes. They're on the front of their car. Um. They were the the big sponsors essentially for Percat and Courtney. The fact that their liveries were the same, their cars look like they should be teammates. Mm. Their liveries looked nearly identical. Is They're that, both should that be allowed? I don't think it should not not be allowed. I don't think there should be because no rules one's going to be like you know you can't have. But that I think Boost there. should probably have approached one of them and said, oh, "How about we run a predominantly orange and black, and like predominantly orange then black." Yeah, and then so you have the top half black, and then have the bottom half orange, and then on the other car have the top half orange yeah, and bottom yeah, half black. Yeah, or you know, overlay it on a white car, or just do it differently so the, the cars look difference very different. Really was. James Courtney's car had um, Mobile One written on the bonnet. Yeah. And Nick Percat had South Australia 
printed on it. Yeah, uh, from afar, if you're looking from the side from afar, they look very similar. Especially when they're fighting each other at one stage in the race, you're like, "You're team." Oh no, you're not teammates. You just look <laughs> the same. Yeah, that was that was, it was it was pretty crazy. We picked up early in the race because I kept calling one of them the wrong person. Basically, I'd be like, "Oh, what's going?" Co- oh, oh, no, that's no, Percat. That's, Percat, that's fine. You can do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, like it just was crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that. Both the teams went there with the same livery, pretty much. Very different when they both roll out. Like we Booster were, probably we were like, we've ch- got the livery for you. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. We've done the work well, for we're you. Well, we are watching this. We had a mate and his missus was over. And she's like, they're wearing the same livery. You're like, yeah, but they're probably best mates, really. <laughs> like, it's not like, you know, women rock up to a party wearing the same dress. Oh, we can't do this. We have to go home and change. <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah. rock up to a party wearing the same Fist clothes. Bump. You're like, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, I And... Burkett was a, a HRT member for a long time as mm-hmm, well, so he mm-hmm. probably gets along pretty well with Courtney. Um, maybe they had a bit of a, a moment later in the, after the race. Mm. Um, is there much, much more? I mean, I know there's lots and lots to talk about. Oh, there's too much to talk about. Too much. It's a, it's a Todd Hazelwood up 12 positions from where he started. They, I think Todd's pretty happy they with that. They stayed out went. of trouble considering that's a brand new car. Yeah. Um, coming home in 12th was a pretty good effort from them they actually had a bit of a problem in the in the uh the wet at the start they had no wiper blades and their screen yeah. had been rain x so they basically couldn't Could see. Not see they ended up replacing the arm on the car that it stripped and it, it fixed it alex rulo and alex davison finished 15th isn't that an amazing effort they finished ahead of cam waters and richie stanaway yeah. Now that sums up the weekend that race, doesn't it? It does. It does. Um, they're still uh, two laps behind. Yep. So, not the cleanest and um, fastest effort from them, but still did a good job. A lot, a lot of people didn't finish this race at the end. No, we had Nick Percat didn't finish. Uh, Mark Winterbottom, Simona Di Silvestro. Why didn't Nick? Uh, why didn't Winterbottom and that? I know Winterbottom and that crashed into the wall. Yeah, and it 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 bent one of the rear wheels in. But they did seventy five percent of the lap. Wouldn't they just be? You have to be out there for the final lap. Oh, is that what it is? To be classed as a finisher. Okay. So if you do less than seventy five percent and you're out there at the final lap, you're yep. still not classed as a finisher. Okay, so that's why they sent Wincup and that out on the last couple of laps. Yeah. To do his two. All right. I wasn't sure if they could like. Oh, you did 75%. I know you crashed, but you finished Yeah, still 21st. class DNF, yeah, unfortunately. Um, James Moffat and Richard Muscat. That was a big crash, the James Moffat one at the top of the hill. The Tander and Moffat at the end there had quite good pace, and they just both binned it. They looked like they were coming home for at least a second and a third. I thought, something we said, somehow Tander performs really well in these races. Yeah. And, and he was looking really strong. He could have had. He could have won it, because Van Gisbergen binded himself. Yep. Off the start, fin- um, after the safety car restart, which was very odd. Yeah, it very. We odd. called it at the start. We of that. thought Tander bumped him. Yeah, we thought Tander went in a bit deep because Tander went off, um, but it was not the case. Tander outbraked himself. Shane outbraked himself, and they both just ended up going off mm. a little bit wide. Um, and Lee Holsworth. And Carl Reinler retired on lap 76 and Scott McLaughlin. And Alex Promat retired, unfortunately, on lap 74. Now, did you see that Alex had to sit 
up the top of the hill wasn't recovered for like four hours. I saw the car doing on the return at the end they when they did the parade there. of all the cars. Really? Yep, he was up there with the car the whole race. Well, from lap 74 onwards. In the rain, up on the hill. Is that why we didn't get to see an interview? Don't they have little bikes that will scoot them around? No, there's no ring road or anything on that on that racetrack. You've got to walk if you want to go to that and get down. So he just stayed up there. Good view. Well, I'm I'm hoping he had a nice seat and someone got him some beverages, I hope. <laughs> mm. What are the French drink? Champagne. Surrender. No. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. I think we've managed to drag this out long, long enough. <laughs> If we missed anything that you want us to talk about, please email through at breakinglate at gmail.com. That was a Bathurst special. There you go. Started with the Formula One, ended with the Bathurst. Very different. Super yeah. 2 got squeezed in there a little bit. We will be... When's our next race, man? Uh, two weeks to Austin, isn't it? So we've got nine... Well, I'm recording this on a Tuesday... We've got nine days till the Gold, Gold Coast, Coast 600. 600. And I'd say that's the same weekend as uh, Austin. We don't have another double-double. That's on the 20th of October. So, yep. Another double-header. This one's going to be a bit harder. Because America... Austin's a pain in the... Goddamn America, why do you have to be so far away? Uh, Your time zones only work for you. You know no one else in the world likes them. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's going to be a shocker. But anyway, we'll we'll manage to get up. I think. God, what time Convert is it again? Convert to my local time, four thirty in the morning on Monday morning. I've done it for the last three years. So yeah, yeah, it but it means you be. just start Monday morning very early with a couple of coffees, race finishes, go to work. Yeah, I'm going to be late that day. Yeah, it does finish quite late. By the time you watch all the... Well, that's going to be two hours, 6.30. No, there's no after race watching on this one. 6.30. I meant to be on the road 10 minutes before that. Yeah. Yeah, it can it can, uh, it can really... I can fox still on the go. You. My you brother can. will drive me to work next in two weeks. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, guys, thank you very much. Um, we will catch you next week. Please, if you did like the show, leave a review on iTunes or any of the podcasting apps that you do you use that really helps us out um feel free to email us at breakinglate at gmail.com hit us up on facebook facebook.com forward slash breaking late head to our website breakinglate.com we do have our live show coming up in november we'll have a bit more details on that shortly but just let you know it is happening it's racing up quick now isn't it it is it's like november is like i remember first talking about this going it's ages ago yeah um but it is happening anyway that's us Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. All right. All right. Catch us then. Bye. Bye.